beautiful. I hope you're doing well today. As the title of this episode suggests, we're going to be talking about the talking stage. The talking stage is a 21st century thing that has been happening with dating for the last, um, I would say safe to say, um, 10 years. My older sister, she's about 13 years older than me, and she's been out of the dating game for a while. And I feel like that the talking stage has been around for at least 10 years since, you know, that's what I've been aware of. And also, not something that has had, like, the term talking stage wasn't a term, I don't think, until very recently. But the talking stage, if you don't know, is when you have two people that like each other or seem interested in each other. And you just hang out, you text, you Snapchat, you FaceTime, you call, you hang out every so often in person, who you're with, and it also depends on the individual how often you meet in person, but these are just the general baselines of a talking stage. But the major indicator of a talking stage that is different than what it was today before this was a thing is that there is no attachment, there are no commitments or strings attached to this arrangement. You're still single during this entire stage, and this stage is quite a long time it's it can be months multiple months while you're in this talking stage with someone that you like and you are still single they're not your boyfriend you're not their girlfriend or vice versa nothing's established and that is the defining characteristic of a talking stage is again you both like each other but you it's never been explicitly said by either one of you again there aren't any labels there is no commitment being made whatsoever someone can back out of this talking stage at any time and it sucks because it is one of the reasons why dating now, in this day and age, is hard. Because there is no strings, there is no agreement, commitment, everything is flagrant, it's non-committal, it's flippant, and these conditions bring about these behaviors. This is why we see people get ghosted. This is why we have ghosted before. This is why some girls get stuck in a talking stage to the point where it becomes a situationship, which is another new term that has been recently coined in the last couple of years in dating. Because of the talking stage. There is no commitment being made, so um, what do you expect of the person? 
technically, you can't expect anything from them because they don't owe you anything. Why? Because you're not dating them, right? And it goes the other way around too. But it's the most difficult because, again, you start developing feelings. How could you not? And yet, you're not a couple. And I really don't like how that is so normal. And yet, the majority of people that I've talked to about this don't like it either. So um, that makes me think, okay, well, why do we continue doing this? Why do we keep seeing this even when a lot of us hate the talking stage? Well, why do we, why do we still see it? Why is it still so prevalent? Well, I think that it's because we now are very comfortable with the idea of a relationship, but lots of people are scared of commitment. So, but we still want to be in the, someone's company. We still like the aspects of what a relationship is. So what's the middle ground? It's the talking stage, right? I mean, that is literally the definition. It is the middle ground. There is no commitment, but yet you get the aspects of a relationship. Those are the advantages. If you hate, if you hate commitment, but if you want attention and you like the what comes with a relationship but don't want commitment, then that's what a talking stage is. But what's the disadvantage is you can't blame them for feeling disappointed or not getting the attention you want, them not texting you back in a timely manner, them canceling plans last minute, them not talking to you right away or giving you hot and cold signals or not making the time for you or prioritizing you in their lives. That's the disadvantages, but you know why they are? It's because you cannot expect anything from them because you are not dating. But hey, that's why you wanted the talking stage anyway, right? You didn't want the commitment. But I think that the word commitment has gotten lost in translation in this day and age because I think whenever someone thinks about the word commitment, we think, oh, long haul. That means marriage. That means the rest of my life. OMG, so much time of my life that I am going to be with this person. No way. I want my own life. I like my independence. I like my freedom. But that is not necessarily always what commitment is. I think we t think of it as like a, like a sentence. <laughs> like when someone has some, you know, when someone's guilty of a crime and they have to, you know, spend time in jail and they have that sentence. I feel like commitment has came with a connotation that, oh, we are shackled to this person almost, or this relationship means that it's going to be forever and we have no choice. We can't get out of it. But that's not what commitment is. It also means giving a proper amount of attention to the other person. It means respecting that person, valuing their time, and always maintaining a level of affection, of energy, and growth. That is also what commitment means. But in a talking stage, since there is no commitment, okay, yeah, there you are not indebted to, in debt to them with time. You can leave, they can leave whenever they want. But during that stage that you're in, that you are losing the essential parts of commitment that make something worth spending your time in which is 
they do respect you. There is open communication. You are prioritized. The time you spend is quality time. They don't cross your boundaries. They don't make you feel like someone on the side of a list where at your convenience, they can be in your life or not and vice versa. That is what you're trading in order to give up time, in order to not be committed in that way, you're also giving up what that means for not being in a relationship. I've seen so many TikToks where it's like, oh, when I'm mad at my guy about not texting me, but he's technically not my guy and I can't expect him to text me when I want him to. That's the definition of a situationship and a talking stage is you can't be mad or can't feel frustrated about them not texting when they can, not not canceling plans on you last minute, because you are not in a relationship. So you can't expect for them to treat you the way that they would if you were in a relationship. You can't have your cake and eat it too, guys. That's just not how it works. You can't have everything. When you're in a relationship, that's what you're getting. If you're in a talking stage, you're kind of both expecting for it to end. Essentially, both of y'all have one foot out the door, and the second foot is barely inside the room. Because, yes, relationships take time. Okay, yeah. And I've heard so many excuses over the years for someone not to be with me, or someone's person, like someone's opinion on why they don't want to date now. And they're valid. But I also want to point out that sometimes it's a cop-out. I'm busy. I just have so much on my plate. Or I just don't feel like emotionally available to be in a relationship. Or I need to work on myself. Those are all valid reasons. But I can also give you three... I can give you a, a cop-out for each one as to why those reasons can turn into cop-outs right away. First one, oh, I'm too busy. Um, there's a lot on my plate. Um, if you want something, you will make the time. If they want to, they would. Do the action. They will do what it takes to make something work. For example, this is totally unrelated to a relationship. I love to work out. It's great for me. I like knowing I look good and sexy. I like knowing I'm improving myself. But most importantly, it's for my mental health. And sometimes it can be hard. It'll be a couple of weeks. And I remember earlier this semester where I started studying for one of my subjects exams. And I would be at the library for till midnight. And I'd get there at 12. And then... You know, I have till from like 12 to 3.30, then I have lab from 4 to 6, and then 7 to 8, and then I go right back to the library until it closes at 1 or 3. I'm there. I was there for two weeks straight. And during that time, I remember I had a conversation with my friend saying, oh my gosh, for these past two weeks, I haven't been able to get to the gym and work out. What about you? Oh, yeah, I, I found the time to go, I usually go around this or that other time, and, I'm, and I asked them, I was like, how, 
how the heck are you doing this? I'm so tired. And he reminded me of this, and I'm going to tell you. He said, well, you know, life is only going to get busier. You know, we're on a pre-med track, but regardless. Life is only going to get busier, so you kind of have to make the time to do it. And I remember thinking, wow, yeah, he's right. That's so true. The path that I am on, it's only getting difficult. It's only going to get more difficult. It's not like this is the boss level, and after I accomplish that, it's easy It's easy sailing. No, it's going to get harder for me. But regardless of if you're a pre-med or not, which I did start a series on that, so yes, go check it out. Self-promo. Regardless of that, life does get harder, and it does get busier. So, just like what my friend told me about exercising and going to the gym every day, where I need to make the time to go and do it, regardless of how busy I am, it's the same thing that applies to a relationship. You will make the time if you want it that badly. If you want something to work with someone. So the cop-out is, you don't like that person enough to do that. Because, yes... Working around a schedule or making a schedule to where you can fit that in isn't easy. It takes brain work to le- like work it out logistically for it to work out mechanically, if that makes any sense. It takes effort. It takes thought to make something work. I remember um, like growing up, and before we all go to bed, we talk about what our plan is for tomorrow. Is my dad going to drive me? Is my mom going to drive me? At what time? Where will they pick me up? Um, if there's only two cars and one of them is taken because my parents are going to an appointment or whatever, who's going to take the car? How is it? Blah, blah, blah. That is how everything in our life works. You need to think about that. And it's the same thing with a relationship, making it work, finding the time. I mean, if you haven't realized this, but when you kind of make plans with a friend, it's kind of like, it is, no, it's not kind of, it is like making a doctor's appointment. You have to pencil them in, and you both decide, you both decide explicitly, okay, we're going to meet at this time on this day, and we're going to do this from this time to this time. (laughs) That's how relationships work, too. And I am a busy person. As you can tell, like I said, in a pre-med, and I delve that into more in my pre-med series, along with this dating series. But yes, I am busy, but yet I would like a relationship. Life's only going to get harder, more busy, so if I don't learn to do it now, it's going to be a lot harder to learn later down the road. But I make it work. I find time in my day to make it work. I also manage my time. I get the stuff done that I need to for that day. So then when someone, so when whoever I'm dating wants to hang out, I can. And I can take those two hours to hang out with them instead of do this. You know why? Because I already got those assignments done. I got what I needed done for the day. So time management is your friend. Let it be your bestie. Start making your life very simple in that Get organized. Get your shit done, and then you can have fun. My mom always used to say, work hard, then you can play. So do that. You know, it's kind of funny. Even though I am a pre-med, I still have times in my day, in my, in my week, in my month, in my semester, 
that is dedicated to just downtime. And I'm not doing anything. I'm simply watching TV. And that's it. Why? Because I manage my time. Get my assignments done. I crank it out. I work during the day hours. And by the time night hits, I'm free. I can do what I want. Why? Because I got my stuff done. If you can manage your time, honestly, that's 90% of the battle in terms of wanting to have a relationship and making it work. So, if you can do that, but you've heard, oh, I'm too busy, I have a lot on my plate, it's kind of just a cop-out in that they don't care enough to actually be in a relationship with you. Because that's why the saying exists, though, out on social media. If they wanted to, they would, because it's true. Again, like I said, it takes a lot of effort to logistically work out your schedule so a relationship works. It's hard, but they will do it if a certain person comes around. That's one of them. The other thing I mentioned, emotionally available. Now, that can be a cop-out for many reasons, because... They can choose to be emotionally available or not. Again, everything's a choice. We all have choices. But that's the choice they decided to make. And that choice is to not be emotionally available. Which also stems from disinterest. Or not having enough interest in you to have emotional availability. The third one that I mentioned. That they just want to work on themselves. Okay, you know, oh, I really want to focus on school or, you know, just focus on myself and work on me. This one is the most valid. But I can also say that it also is a cop-out. Why do I say that? Um, because I use that for everything, socially and romantically. It's the best one because no one can question it if what you say is true. You're working on school, so no one's going to debate whether or not you actually are saying that because you are working on school or if it's for a personal reason and that it really has nothing to do with that. I use this one a lot. I tend to use it when I either... Don't want to put myself out there or go to a party because it's too exhausting or because I am just kind of scared to do that but my, and socialize and make new friends. And I do that with guys because I either am scared to commit or afraid that I will be disappointed. So instead of taking a leap of faith and going for it, I look ahead and try and think that it won't work. So I think, okay, I'm going to save us the time and trouble and heartache by just leaving before I get left, pretty much. And I say, yeah, I want to work on myself. I don't want to focus on a, on a relationship. I want this time to take and improve on myself. And I am. I am using this time for myself, and I am growing every day. But 
in some ways, that wasn't entirely the case when I told this person or when I told them that that is the reason why. Because, like I said, it's the perfect cover-up. It's school. School is important. And it should be put first before playtime. And prioritizing school won't be questioned because of how important it is compared to other things in our life. Because school, it sets us up for the rest of our lives. That's our education determines our career. So, of course, no one's going to question it. Everyone's going to agree and understand, oh, yes, I'm glad you're focusing on your grades and being a good student. And no one really thinks twice about if it actually is true, which makes for the best cover-up of all. That a relationship is scary or you really don't want it. Or it kind of just stems from just fear. Not necessarily commitment. You still want to be in a relationship, but, or you still want to socialize and go wait out, but we're doing a dating series, so I'm going to stick with relationships. You want to, but you don't want to take that step because of whatever reason they're holding you back. So, this third excuse is the perfect alibi, kind of, you know. You have a place that you say you're going to be, and that's where you are. But it doesn't necessarily mean you do need to be in that place that you said you will be. Because it is a valid reason for not being in a relationship. Now this one's kind of tricky because you either know that what you're saying is true, or you know that what you're saying is just to get out of whatever situation you're in or talking stage you're in so that's difficult to figure out and whether or not that what you're doing is for the best are you saying that because you are going to work on yourself or are you saying this because you just want to get out talking stages are just they didn't make dating worse, but they didn't make dating easier. Because it just became a third option that isn't, doesn't work out. It's not a long-term dynamic, and it can't last forever. And they're not fun either. Yes. The attention is nice. Yes, spending time with that person might be nice and you'll have a good time. But eventually, one of the two is going to want more. Because commitment has its jaws. And quite honestly, once you become mature enough, the commitment, you start to find more advantages than disadvantages. Because after you've been in the game for a certain amount of time, you start to find these patterns and realize that the talking stage is a waste of time because there is no commitment. So why are you spending time in a situation or you're spending time with a person where you know that neither of you have made any type of verbal commitment to... Stick with this person for however long the relationship lasts. It's not even a relationship. 
You're talking to the person. You literally said that it's nothing serious from the beginning. So when you start to develop feelings, and if you're that one person of the two, you can't blame what's happening on anyone but yourself because you put yourself in that situation. And you can't be mad, really, because you knew what you were getting into. It's a talking stage. And the only way you can get out of it, there's only two ways. I like to think of it as when someone proposes, either you're going to get engaged or you're breaking up. That's usually one of the two happenings that go down. You either are ultimately together or you are not. You're done. It's the same thing with a talking stage. Someone has to be ballsy, make the first move. Well, if you guys are both scaredy cats, then <laughs> you're in that for a while. So, but one of you, if you want to get out of this situationship or talking stage, one of you guys needs to put on their grown-up pants and say something. Like, so what are we doing? Are we wanting to, are we going to date or not? And I've noticed that that's not necessarily easy for people to do. And that's, I feel like, one of the reasons why talking stages are so prevalent. Because our people our age are not comfortable with always speaking our mind and clearing the air. We'd rather dance around the truth, beat around the bush, not talk about it, then face things head on. Because we'd rather avoid the hard conversations, even if it means we're kind of causing ourselves stress or putting ourselves through not so great emotions when we could have avoided those and saved time. If one of you said, okay, what's going on? Are we going to date or not? So like, just like in an engagement, when someone proposes, you're either going to get engaged or you're going to break up. Same thing with a talking stage. Either you start dating or you don't. You can't leave the door open any longer. That's unfair. And ultimately, you're being unkind to yourself. Because you do deserve to be with someone who makes you happy and wants to respect you. Honestly, commitment can be a synonym for respect. How can you expect someone to respect you if from the get-go it was already agreed upon that this doesn't have a set deadline? It's like, oh, we'll just see where it goes. Or, um, I don't really want anything serious. Or, you know, if it happens, it happens. All of those sentences are exactly what I'm saying. It's a waste of time. What happened to direct and open and confident with someone's feelings and what they want? When did that stop being attractive? When did that become uncommon? When did this uncertainty become normal? I don't understand why. Because it's not fun not only where you stand with someone. Or knowing that what you expect from someone, you can't technically be upset about it if you don't get it because you're not in a relationship with them. We're putting ourselves through that. It's our fault for what's going on. 
So yeah, the talking stage sucks. I don't know why we keep doing it. I don't know why. And I really wish that everyone could be bold. Because that is how a talking stage ends. And yes, when it does end, it sucks. But like I said in my last episode, nothing stays the same. And eventually you'll move on. And you'll be okay. But for some reason, that's hard. And it's just kind of sad to see how this aspect of dating, what it's done to make it harder to date. With that being said, this is the end of the episode, and I will see you in the next one.